Hello and good evening and welcome. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome everyone to Podcasting for Christ. Hey, as promised on my ep- uh, promo, tonight's episode is going to be The Believer's Toolbox. Uh, did you know that you had one? <laughs> yes, we're all believers. We have toolboxes. Amen. Uh, we got lots of toolboxes, right? Lots of things in the toolbox. The Believer's Toolbox. We're going to be looking at Psalms 118, uh, 22. And uh, I'll let you get your Bibles out. I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer. Hey, lift your hands up. We're praise God tonight. He's good to each and every one of us. It's been a good weekend for me. And I've spent some time with my grandkids and had a good time and spent some time with Lee Gibson, my cousin. He played at the, uh, he was playing his guitar and singing at the, uh, Blackbird Cafe in Woodbury, Georgia. Went down there and listened to him. Had a great time. It's been, like I said, it's been a good weekend, but hey, I want to praise the Lord. I want to give God all praise, all honor, and all glory for everything tonight. So like I said, we'll be in Psalms 118. Going to be looking at the Believer's Toolbox. The Believer's Toolbox. Uh, Dear God, I love you. And I thank you so much for all that you do. You're so good. You're so kind. You're so gracious. You're so loving, so caring, and Dear God, you put up with me, Father, dear Lord. And dear God, there's many times I know you can just wipe your hands of me and you'd be just in doing so, Father, dear God. But you just keep pouring out your great mercy towards me, dear God. And I love you and I thank you for it. I thank you for the blood of Christ. I thank you for that death and that burial and that resurrection of Jesus Christ, Father, dear Lord. Thankful for that blood that covers me. I'm thankful for your salvation plan, dear God. So thankful that you uh, included me in it. Thank you for opening up my eyes. And and dear God, I want you to open up eyes tonight. I want you to open up ears tonight, Father, dear Lord. I want you to open up hearts uh, so people can receive truth and accept it, Father, dear Lord. And if that person is out there tonight and they're lost and dying without you, Father, I pray that they would find salvation. Don't let them turn me off, Father, dear God. Matter of fact, let some extra people start tuning in, Father, dear Lord. And dear God, I pray that, that uh, you would encourage the, all the believers out there. And dear God, tonight's episode is going to be uh, for believers, Father, dear God. But, uh, but, but dear Lord, I'm always going to have a salvation call. And dear God, I thank you. Uh, for that, and I, I want to continue to do your work, and I pray that you'd be with me tonight. I pray your Holy Spirit will be the teacher, the preacher, the podcaster, the evangelist, Father, dear God. Use me as your mouthpiece, dear God, that I'd speak words of wisdom, Father, dear God. Say exactly what you'd want me to say in the way you'd have me to say it, Father, dear God. And I love you, and I praise you, and I thank you. And if I haven't thanked you enough, I'm going to thank you one more time. In Jesus' name, I pray. In the sweet, precious name of Jesus. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Nothing like a good old prayer. Sometimes that's all you need is just a few minutes alone with God. Get along with Him and talk to Him. And you know, He can make everything better. You know, just like the song says, you know, now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell Him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Hey. So when you feel a little prayer will turning, then you know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus. What makes it right? <laughs> hey man, don't know where that came from. I guess the Holy Spirit wanted me to sing that to you, but sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Psalms 118.22 says, The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. The stone which the builders refused 
become the headstone of the corner. And I brought that out because I know I'm talking about a toolbox tonight. And I was looking at builders and different things like that. And 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 you know, it's it's sometimes you you look for a scripture that you want to find that would be just the right scripture. And sometimes you have to you know put something in there that's good. And and you know, and I always do. Uh, hope hopefully I'm always doing exactly what God would have me to do. But I want you to know that this stone that the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. They refused Jesus Christ. He was the one that got refused and he became the headstone. In other words, he became the, the marquee. He became the, the big the, the, the main foundation block of everything. And he he's that uh he's uh He's, he's, his, he's, uh, his, his name is, is, is almost like it's on the marquee sign. They're written in lights, you know, or, or, or as you say, but you know, because they rejected him, he was lifted up on the cross. And, you know, and, and one of these days he's going to come back and he's going to bring us all home and amen, glory, hallelujah. It's going to be great. And so uh, I did that, but you know, and I'm going to get into it. And, and I was kind of looking in a construction area, I guess you can say, because we're the believers, we're in the toolbox, right? So uh, I put that in there. Now we're, we're built builders often depend on many things to get jobs uh, completed, right? They uh, get them completed, finished and done right. They need materials, they need tools and other people, right? And they all to complete the job. When you are missing any of these components, the task at hand will not be completed. And if so, not in the right manner. You know, not in the right time. You didn't meet your deadline or, you know, and it doesn't, it's crooked. Something isn't done right, you know, without the proper tools. It's scuff marks, something. Uh, you know, if the builder, if a builder refuses to use or rejects the key components, he is only delaying progress and hurting himself in the long run. Christ is the solid rock in which we need to build on. And as I always say, this is the first step for you. I'm always going to give this. As I said in my prayer, if you have rejected Christ as that head cornerstone, if you've rejected him, refuse to call on his name, if you use him as your uh, uh, or excuse me, if you refuse to call on his name and use him as your cornerstone, your chief building block, you need to do that first. Before you can pull from your believer's toolbox, you must be a believer. That makes sense, does it not? Those that reject Christ as the rock of their salvation will only have an impact will only have an impact on their lives. Christ is still king and will be the head of the church until the end. And Christ will rule forever on his throne, whether you believe it or not. Whether you want it or not, Christ will be elevated, raised up, praised, worshipped, and adored for all eternity. One day all will see this and have perfect knowledge of this, even those who refused him. Now you see, you, you must accept Christ to tap in to his toolbox. I'm gonna grab some coffee here. Mm. I know many times in my life I have had an important job to do. And at times things could have went smoother if I'd had the right tool for the job. We all know you don't use a wrench 
to hammer a nail in. You use a hammer, right? And not just a hammer, but the right hammer. You don't use a trim hammer to nail in framing. You would use a framing hammer, right? And so on you could go. So you had to have the, it says you got to have the right tool for the right job. So having the right tool for the right job helps, it helps make things run smoother, helps things run fast, and it will look better, you know, and simply be done the right way. And that's the way most people want things done. They all, Everybody wants everything done the right way, right? Now, is it not, is that not what, is this not what you want when you have something? Don't you want it be, to be done the right way? Is this not what you want? Do you not want things to turn out looking good and, and done the right way, knowing it will last longer, the customer will be happy, and so uh, will you with a job well done? I mean, you feel good when you do something good. You know, you did a job well done and did it the right way and didn't cut any corners and you're honest about everything, right? Feel, makes you feel good at the end of the day when you work hard and you know you earned your money that day, right? Many, uh, many times, you know, I have left the job site to go and buy what was needed so I could complete the job faster and the right way. I've spent money. Oh, it was a wise purchase is, is what I call it, and, and a wise choice was made. Now, tonight, I'm going to encourage you to make some wise choices by pulling out your believer's toolbox and putting it to good use. Like I said, many of you probably think, well, I don't, I don't even have a toolbox. Yes, you do. Trust me. Just keep going. I've got one right beside me right here. We're going to look through it tonight, and I'm going to show you everything that's in there. And as I've said uh, before many times, that you first must be a believer to have access to a believer's toolbox. So that just makes sense. If it's a believer's toolbox, a non-believer don't have it, right? Now, I will have, a, I will have the same prayer as the great apostle Paul. That's what I'd like to have. You know, you've heard me say this before, Romans uh, 10, 1, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. My prayer is the same for you listening. I want you to be saved tonight. Romans 10, 4, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. You must believe in Christ and his atoning death at the cross. This is paramount. It's foremost. It's chief. It's eminent. It's unparalleled. You must believe got to believe. Romans 10, 9, hear me say this plenty of times. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Salvation must take place before you can tap into your believer's toolbox. And as I've said before, not having the right tool for the job can be frustrating to say the least. However, having the right tool and not using it would be what? That'd be ludicrous, wouldn't it? There have been many times when I was too lazy to go look for the right tool and it cost me more time and heartache. It is always better to use what you have available. Notice this. Now, this is very important. Notice that it's always better for you to use what you have available to help you get the job done right. Would you not agree? It is the same way with the Christian walk. We must use all available tools. We must use all available resources that we, that God has given us in our believer's toolbox. Mm. So what's in our believer's toolbox? I'll give you a moment. Let's give you a few guesses here. Mm, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, oh, that's actually in there. Yeah. <laughs> so what's in the believer's toolbox? Hey, guess what? I'm glad you asked. Let's dive in and see. Hmm, let's look around here. 
I got my toolbox here. Let's look around here. Let's see what let's see what I can pull out first. Oh wow! Look how much stuff is in here. Wow, there's a lot of stuff in here for the believer. There's much more than I thought would be in here. My goodness, it's slap full. I do not know where to start looking around in this thing here. So I'll just start by pulling things out and we will go from there. How about that? Let's pull something out here. The first thing I see is universal truth and honesty. Universal truth and honesty. Hmm. Now, why would that be in there? Hmm. In ancient Egyptian culture, the ostrich feather was used to symbolize truth and justice. The goddess uh, Mahat symbolizes balance, harmony, mortality, law, order, truth, and justice. Wow. Those are good things. The feather had a belief that a person kept count of their good and bad deeds in their heart. That's what this feather symbolized. All cultures may have a form of truth, a a basis of truth, and even a great look of truth. However, there is only one universal truth, and his name is is Christ Jesus. Let me give you some, and he shall be called, right? I'm going to, and many of you have seen that, and you've heard me say uh, uh, that poster that's got that he shall be called, and it's got all the names on there. Let me tell you, it's good, and sometimes it's good just to read them, because here's what it says. This is advocate. He's the Lamb of God. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the shepherd and the bishop of souls. He's the judge. He's the head of the church. He's the master. He's faithful in the true witness. He's our rock. He's our high priest. He's the door. He's living water. He's the bread of life. He's the rose of Sharon. He's the alpha, the omega, the true vine, the Messiah, the teacher, the holy one, the mediator, the beloved, the branch, the carpenter, the good shepherd, the light of the world, the image of the invisible God, the word, the chief cornerstone, amen, the savior, the servant, the author and finisher of our faith, amen. The Almighty, the Everlasting Father, Shiloh, Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Great I Am. <laughs> it says I Am, but I like to say Great I Am, right? Uh, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the Bridegroom, the Only Begotten Son, the Wonderful Counselor, Emmanuel, Son of Man, Day Spring, the Amen, King of the Jews, Prophet, Redeemer, Anchor, Bright and Morning Star, and my favorite, the Way, the Truth, and the Life, Christ Jesus. Amen. That's who this universal truth is. Now, I don't need a feather to know that Christ Jesus died on the cross for my sins and all who come to him by faith, believing in his atoning death at the cross, can be saved. He is still in the saving business today. And just like Christ, until we take our last breath, the truth that is also found in your toolbox is that we are to win souls. We are to share the gospel. We are to shout the truth we know about Christ. And this is what I said earlier, John 14, 6, Jesus saith, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man, no man, that's no one, cometh unto the Father but by me. Christ Jesus is the door. And he's the only way to get access to the Father. Why? Because he died on the cross for the sins. He is our lamb. He is everything that I just mentioned. Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? I tell you, truth was standing right in front of him. Truth is found in Christ and truth is found in God's word. 
2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Truth is what we really all want to hear and know, and everything I will give you tonight will be truth. Everything that I'm going to pull out of this believer's tool bag is going to be truth. Truth for you to help you in your walk, to make you successful. Truth to give you wisdom. Truth to uh, to help you to know that you are to be truth yourself. John 8, 32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Truth is also something we all need to tell. And liars will not be in heaven, so it is paramount that we tell the truth and be honest in all our dealings and endeavors. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infinite, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Proverbs 12, 11, or excuse me, 12, 22, lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Amen? Gotta have truth. Gotta have honesty. And I, I, you know, I, I told you that, that I see truth and honesty is the first thing we're going to pull out. It's, you know, and and, and and let me tell you, I'm going to just scratch the surface on a lot of stuff. Now, I'm going to, got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, uh, but it's, it, there's so much more. I mean, I, 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 I almost, I came close to making this a two episode and I probably could have made it three with all the stuff that's in our toolbox, but let me go ahead and move on and get, get going. Uh, first Corinthians, oh, no, no, I just read that. Okay, Proverbs, lying lips. All right, let me look back into my toolbox. That's where I was at. Let's. Let's see back in here. Let's see what else we can find. Oh, right up under truth, I found, guess what? Love. I have heard it said that many times that love makes the world go round. You ever heard that? I know that truth, I know that the truth about love is Christ Jesus. See, I thought I knew what love was until I met Christ. Now I have an overflowing love that is matchless and incomparable. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 goes on and tells us, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 15, 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This is great love, and the same is with truth, not only do we need to be loved, we need to love like Christ loved and share his love with others, with everyone. God loves us all. And the Bible speaks of four types of love. Uh, storage is, is like an empathy with family. It's an it's a empathy bond. Phyla uh, uh, is, a, is a friend bond, a kind of love, eros. It's like a romantic love. We all like that one, don't we? And my favorite is agape. It's unconditional God. Unconditional love. It's God's love. And this is how God loves us. God loves us unconditional. This is how we too should love. Amen. Wait, let's, uh, 
I tell you what, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Hello and welcome back. We were talking about love when we left, and uh, I love that you're back, right? <laughs> hey, man, the Bible speaks. I've talked. I talked about the four different types of love. The, uh, uh, you know, uh, and I got down to the agape here, that unconditional love that that, that only, you know, that God shows towards us. And this is how God loves us. It's unconditional, right? And this is how we too should love. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, 7, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That's what love does. You know what? That's 1 Corinthians 13. That's a good chapter. That's a chapter about charity and it's charity meaning love. You know, let me get my Bible. I mean, I'm going to hope. Let me read that. Uh, let's see. 1 Corinthians Let's tell you what, let's do, let's look at 1 through 10 here. And uh, it says, Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. I'm just a noisemaker. If I don't, you know, I can speak with tongues. I can do all kinds of great things. And that's what we're going to be looking at here in this, in these first, this passage, you know. It's, it's, it's just talking about things that compare that we can compare to love and, and, and there's no comparison, right? So, and I, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, and that's a great faith, right? And have not charity, I'm nothing. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity, uh, charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinking no, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. Bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, enduring all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Let's see. Yeah, that's good. Just comparing some things there, you know, you can have all kinds of great gifts. You can have all kinds of great talents. But if you don't have love, and that's what charity is here, you're nothing. You don't have nothing. You're, you're just you're just a tinkling symbol and, you know, making racket, in other words. Different things. Okay. All right. Got that. Red. we got to have love. Can't you just see that? I mean, love is very important. I know each and every one of you. Had that high school sweetheart, had someone you care about, or you had that type of love you thought you, boy, you know, a lot of it was just lust. <laughs> a lot of it was just, you know, uh, not, uh, you know, desiring the opposite sex. And, you know, but then I love my mother. I grew up, I love my sisters and brothers and all my family still love them today. But like I said, I didn't really know what love really was until I experienced God's love. And it changed my life because now I love 
my family even more. Now I love uh, I love complete strangers and I care about them. And I can honestly say that and I'm not lying because I don't, I'm like Christ. I don't want no one to perish. You know? Hmm. You know what? That, that, I knew I should have left my Bible out here. Let, you know what? Let me read something. First John chapter four. Uh, I'm going to read this. You know what? Because this, this is really what talks about how we should love one another. Let, let me get, let me get that. Uh, first, yeah, 1 John chapter 4, let's look at 7, boy, let's, hmm, tell you what, we might read a little bit here, 7 through 21, I think is what, pretty much uh, this bottom part here, and I want to read this, because like I said, it, it really gives, now just listen real close, be loved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Notice this in verse 12. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we know and believe the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is your love made perfect, that we might have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He hath, uh, feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved, loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, whoo, listen to this. He is a liar. Can't say you love God and you hate someone in this world. Hate your fellow brother. Can't do it. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Mm. And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. I'm, I wanted you to understand that it's very important. I know the two great commandments that we love God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. We want to love God with everything that we have. And let me tell you, we are to love our neighbors ourselves. And that's, that's a lot to do with what Paul is saying here and talking about. Or excuse me, John and Paul, both of them. <laughs> Yes, uh, Paul was in Corinthians and John was in, you know, 1 John, 1 John. 
And you know, I know I could really spend all day long on love, you know, but, but I think after reading that, I think you understand just how important it is that we love God and that we love one another and that love is, is, is a very important. It's probably the, one of the biggest things in our believer's toolbox. And I know I could, like I said, I could spend all day on, on love. I could spend all day, but Christ first loved us and we need to simply love like he does unconditionally. Hey, let's move on. Moving on. Uh, what else do we find in our believer's toolbox tonight? Look, <laughs> I found something that kind of goes with love. You know, I found joy and peace and both of them go together. I will put both of these together since they are so closely related and work together. Joy is more than laughing at a joke you just heard. Amen. Joy comes from a, la- a relationship with Christ. And when we fellowship with him, it will produce joy. And having great joy will also give you great peace. Romans 5, 13. Now, uh, the God of hope fill you with, uh, with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. We should be filled with joy even when things are not going our way. You know, James tells us uh, even when we fall into temptations to count it all joy. James 1, 2, and 3, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Psalm 16, 11, thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is, is fullness of joy at the right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 35, Uh, 30 verse 5 weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning Romans 12 12 rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation continuing instant in prayer John 16 33 these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world you shall have tribulations but be of good cheer I have overcome the world that's one of my favorite right amen He's overcome. Proverbs 16, 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Number 6, 26, The Lord will lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. You know, amen. You know, let me tell you something. I, I, I sleep very well at night, most nights. I'm not going to say every night, but I, most nights I sleep very well at night. I try to stay full of joy and and I do have a peace that passeth all understanding. You know? So I know about this having joy and peace. And, and like I said, here's another one that we could just go on and on and on. And I'm, boy, the more I look at the time here and the more I look at where I'm at, I'm looking at, boy, I should have just, I could have, I should have just made this a two-parter. But hey, let's, but since I don't, I didn't, but let's go ahead and move on along. Let's see what else we can look around here and, Finding our believers' tote box. Oh my, what is this doing in here? Oh gosh, how did patience get in this toolbox? I didn't want that. Yes, I know we all pray for patience daily, right? Oh, (laughs) yeah, you know, the only way I'm praying for patience is if I'm a doctor, right? I say that all the time. My wife works for a doctor's office, and I I say that. I say, hey, she prays for patience, but you know how I know that's the whole thing. We don't never want to pray for patience, right? But, you know, waiting on God is very hard sometimes. We all want what we want, and we wanted it yesterday, right? We must learn to be patient with God and with others. Uh, some of us have more patience with others than we do God, and some of us may have some patience with God, but we struggle with patience with others, and we need to have both. 
Romans 8, 25, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. We need to trust that God has everything under his control and we just need to be patient and wait on God and his timing. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. One of my favorites uh, that I memorized a while back was Psalms 27, 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 62, 5 is another one I like. My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. No one ever waited upon God and found themselves disappointed. You know, it may not have worked out the way you wanted it first, but in the end, you're going to find out that God is faithful. God is faithful. Let's move on. I am running out of time here. Uh, what else do we have next? Next. Mm. Oh, here's another good one that we probably, you know, a lot of people, I said this a few weeks ago, or I can't remember exactly when, but we talked about this. I know that nobody wants to pray for patience. I know that, but uh, and no one wants, but we need to have that patience. But you know what? Uh, along with that, and you've heard me say this many a time, so this is not going to be something new for you. But the next thing we find in our believers' toolbox is forgiveness. You know, we got forgiveness, and we ought to forgive. Hmm. I've recently spoke on that. Yeah, that's what I did. I, I was kingdom living. Yeah, that's when I when I spoke on this. In order to get forgiveness, we have to forgive, and not only seventy times seven, but endless forgiveness. Just like God endlessly forgives us. Matthew 6, 14 says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Matthew 18, 22, Jesus saith unto him, I say unto thee, until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Now we, can, we can't put a, a number on the times we, uh, we need to forgive. And that's what Christ was saying at seventy times seven, you know, because... Uh, they had a thing where they were supposed to forgive seven times or, you know, and, and, and that was good. You don't have, you didn't have to forgive him anymore. I didn't forgive him seven times. He's done. He's off my list. You know what? As many times as I confess my sin, guess what? The Bible teaches us God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, he forgave every sin that I was ever going to commit once I took a step of faith and trusted in him. All my sins are covered. My my tomorrow's sins are covered. My next year's sins are covered. And the only reason I repent daily is for to keep the fellowship going. We don't need to count how many times I've forgiven somebody. We need to forgive over and over and over and over again. We need to forgive as many times we are offended. Forgiveness must be chief among Christians. And forgiveness will keep us in good standing with God and each other. With forgiveness, we also find confession. Along we, we find confession along with it. We must confess our sins and we must confess Christ daily. First John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Just said that, right? For the sake of time, I, I guess we'll. We'll run through the remaining items in our Believer's Toolbox here. Uh, and I'm going to go a little bit faster here because I am looking at the clock running out of time here. Oh, uh, let's... Well, here's something else. Here's a good one that, that, that you need to know and need to have. 
we find confidence in our toolbox. We should have the utmost confidence in God, and we need to pull this out every day. Hebrews 10, 35 and 36 is cast not away, therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. We also have humility in our toolbox. Christ was humble, and we too should remain humble. And all that we do, and even if God blesses us above and beyond our wildest dreams. You know, God took a shepherd boy, David, made him king. You know, and David didn't get on the throne and get all proud and say, look who I am. You know, he, he remained humble. He knew uh, that, that who had placed him there, how he got there. He knew that God was in total control. No matter how much God blesses you or me, we need to always remain humble. Humility is huge. Boy, like I said, I'm regretting this. I, I, I really wanted to spend more time on each of these. But hey, like I said, let's just keep moving on get all we're going to get everything emptied out of this thing as much as we can right you know uh we also find trust you gotta have trust in your toolbox proverbs 3 5 and 6 or proverbs 3 5 and 6 is one of my favorites trust in the lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths one of the greatest things in our believers toolbox not only is trust, but wisdom. I'm telling you, you need to pull wisdom. I pray every day for godly wisdom. I pray for godly wisdom all the time. Wisdom gives you great understanding as well. We should all want to be wise in the ways of the Lord. Proverbs 3.13 Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. Wisdom is precious. And I look around today and I see a great lack of wisdom. So let's pull this out daily as well. You know, George Michael said, you got to have faith. And you guessed it. We must have faith. Faith is also in our toolbox. Hebrews 11, 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Hmm. Got to have faith, wisdom, understanding, love, Peace, honesty, all these things are in your toolbox. Pull them out. Humility, all these things. Hmm, what else? You know what? I'm. You see, I've said this plenty of times, but you know what? I'm looking in here, and wow, I see an arm. I see a whole. The whole armor of God is in here. I see an helmet of salvation. I see the breastplate. It's of righteousness. I see the belt of truth. I see the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, and the gospel of peace. See those sandals. That's Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 18. I'm not going to read that. I've read that on several podcasts. Y'all all know, please read that if you're unsure. But it's something we need to do every day is get up and put the whole armor on before we go out to battle. And yes, we need to be prepared for the battle. And that means having our toolbox ready, our weapons and girded, ready to go. You know, we must read, study, and meditate in God's Word daily. So guess what? Pull out that Bible out of your toolbox. We need to have, you know, God's Word You can't be some kind of dessert. It's got to be the main meal. you got to pull it out. you got to get in there. you got to dive in there. And you got to really know 
uh, God's word. You know, and another thing that, you know, so we're going to pull our Bibles out of our toolbox, you know, uh, and, and we need to, to pray as much as possible. We need to talk to God and tell him all about your troubles, as I was singing earlier, and then listen and obey. You know, many times we get on our knees and we talk to God and we just tell him all about our troubles and then we just get up and walk away. And as as God's like having his mouth hung open going, hey, I was ready to give you an answer. (laughs) And you just walked away, homie. So be sure to listen. And then, you know, sometimes we're, we're guilty and we'll listen. But then we just refuse to obey. So we need to listen and obey. This is the only way we're going to have success. You know? Hmm. You know, I appreciate you guys listening tonight. And, and oh, oh, wait just a minute. You know, I know I said I left a lot of things out of the toolbox here. And I know there's many things that are in there. And you can just go through your Bible. It's all there, right? But I see something here. Oh, what is this? I didn't know this was in here. What in the world I found in the believer's toolbox? What is this? Oh my goodness. It's my it's a reflection. It's me. Oh, it's a mirror. Now, what would I need a mirror for? Why would I need a mirror in the believer's toolbox? Anybody got a guess on that? Huh? Just think. Hmm. You guessed it. <laughs> what do we need a mirror for? Tonight's bottom line. The mirror is a universal sign of symbol of truth. Why? Because it shows you exactly the way something is. It never lies. Who do you see when you look in the mirror? Is it a reflection of you? Or can you see Christ in there somewhere? The bottom line is when others see you, they should be seeing Christ in us. Test yourself daily and, and get up and look at yourself in the mirror and look into your eyes. Do that. Trust me. And say, today I'm going to take full advantage of my believer's toolbox and obey God's commands. And then when you get home before you go to bed, go look in that same mirror again. Look close into your eyes again. Did you complete all that God told you to do? Trust me, the mirror will not lie to you. People should see when people meet us, when people see us, they should be meeting Christ. They should be seeing Christ in us. And that mirror is that universal sign or symbol of truth. Don't have a toolbox? I can get you one. We can get you one right now if you'll just fall to your knees right now and ask Christ to come into your heart, admit you're a sinner, and that, and, and, and you know, and just believe that in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, believe that God sent His Son to die on that cross, that He shed His blood, every ounce of it, just for us to cover our sins. Believe in that and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Ask Him to come into your heart. Make Him real. And you know, I'm not, I'm saying a lot of things here, but you know, the Bible just very clear teaches all you got to do is believe. Just believe. 
I'm calling on you tonight. You can have that believer's toolbox. And you can start pulling from it. For you believers out there, I'm telling you now, stop leaving your toolbox at home. Stop leaving it in the truck. Stop uh, leaving it under the bed. Start taking everything with you. Carry your Bible with you. Get you a little pocket knife is what I like to call it. You know, the Bible's called the sword, but you get the one of them little bitty small Bibles. Carry God's Word with you everywhere you go. Carry it in your hearts. Memor- start memorizing Scripture to help you. Pray without ceasing. Start taking full advantage of your believer's toolbox. And I guarantee you things may not seem to go any easier or better, but let me tell you, you will have success. Because you know the more you're going to try, the more Satan is going to attack. You know, that's why I said that believing your believer's toolbox got to have that whole armor home every day. Hey, I thank you. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry, and you've been listening to Podcasting for Christ. I want to close in some prayer tonight. Dear God, I love you, and I, I pray for that one that you may be dealing with right now, Father, dear God. I pray, dear Lord, that they would just fall to their knees and accept you, open up their hearts, open up their eyes, their ears, and their minds. Let them receive this truth and take a step of faith now. Dear God, for a For all the believers out there, dear God, if we've turned our back on you, hopefully something I've said will get people inspired and and get them back on fire for you, Father, dear Lord. And dear God, help us to to take full advantage of everything. Dear God, I know I scratched the surface. I know there's many more things that are in our believer's toolbox that we can pull out. And dear God, we know it's the basic fundamentals of just reading, studying, and meditating in your word, Father, dear God. Praying without ceasing, Father, dear God. Listening and obeying you and loving and caring and walking in humility and on and on. We can go, Father, dear God, about the things that, that we have that are accessible to us. But dear God, it's just from Genesis all the way to Revelations, everything that we need is in your word, and I thank you for it. There's not a subject that's not covered in your word, Father, dear God. There's not a care or concern or anything that we can come across, Father, dear God, here in this walk of life, Father, dear God, that's not covered in your word. And dear God, you give us hope, you give us life. And you give us everything, Father. And I thank you, dear God, for all this listening. I want to pray for these listeners, dear God. Maybe I'm not praying for the listeners. I do have enough. I pray for each and every one of them that they that you would fill them with the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of your will. And that they would walk in obedience and bear fruit, Father. I pray, dear God, and I thank you. And dear God, I pray that each and every listener would at least find one to two people this week, dear God, and say, hey, man, I'm listening to this podcast. Why don't you share this podcast? Dear Lord, press upon their hearts to share this podcast with friends and family and others, Father, dear God, and help me to get your word out and get your truth, dear God. I'm going to give you all praise, honor, and glory. I'm not trying to uplift myself, Father. I'm trying to uplift you, and I want you to get all the praise, honor, and glory. I do. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you for listening. Uh, You've been listening to Podcasting for Christ. God bless you. Take care. Have a great weekend. Hey, we'll see you next time. God bless.